You may be seated in the presence of God. Good morning and happy pride. We can celebrate that for a moment. I am so honored to be with you. Thank you for this opportunity to share the word of God with you. Let us pray. Oh Lord, speak. Your servants are waiting. We desire to hear directly from your heart. Pour seeds of comfort and words of admonishment into our souls this day we pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of, thy, of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Let the people of God say amen. This morning for the time that is allotted to me, I want to preach from the topic, the subversive power of Pentecost. The subversive power of Pentecost. Pentecost begins in this way. And then when the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all together in one place, the Bible says without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force. This force, no one could tell from whence it came because it filled the entire room. And then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread throughout their ranks. And they began speaking in several different languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. And when this happened... The text says that there were many devout Jews in Jerusalem from all over the world celebrating the Jewish festival of the Feast of Weeks. And when they heard the sound, Luke, the writer of Acts, says that these nosy Christians ran when they heard words spoken in their varying mother languages. And out of confusion and curiosity, they ran to see what it was. And when they got there, they concluded that these people must be inebriated. Because there is no way that, we are he that what we are hearing is the result of moral conduct. The hearers perverted the work of the Spirit and missed the entire miracle of Pentecost because they were too hung up on the impenetrability of their differences and divisions to recognize the work of the Spirit amongst them. Isn't it interesting how some religious folk will put salacious and indecent twists on the work of God simply because it doesn't make cultural sense to them. Those who heard the people speaking in Acts in other languages were confused. But the book says that, the, that Peter stood up as a spokesman and said, these people are not inebriated. No, no, no. This is what Jesus during the transfiguration and the prophet Joel said would happen. This is the subversive power of the spirit working at Pentecost to overturn the divisive categories that separate us from the God in each other. Peter says, 
This is the day that God said and spoke of when God said, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of person, on every kind of identity, on every kind of expression. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. But Peter doesn't stop there. He goes even further and reveals to us that the spirit does not function within the gender binary and neither is the spirit sexist. Acts says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Here we see how the coming of the spirit established equity and equality in Christ across all spectrums. In the spirit. Gender is irrelevant. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. But Peter goes even further and shows us that the spirit is not ageist. The text says your young will see visions and your old will dream dreams. This is quite subversive because dreaming about the future is not often associated with the aged. In most societies, seniors are left to feel like there is nothing left for them to dream for. But the spirit in Acts flips that. When the spirit comes, the old dream dreams about a better tomorrow and the hypothetical immaturity of the young is augmented, causing the young to have deep visions that are well beyond their years. The coming of the spirit wipes out the divisiveness of ageism. But Peter goes a little further. And, 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 and Peter really gets in trouble and upsets us by demolishing the enterprises of slavery, human trafficking, and the prototypicality of capitalism by stating that the spirit is not a supporter of economic exploitation. God says, I will even pour out my spirit on the slave. The spirit in this text, unlike America, who chained African bodies for financial gain, in this text, the spirit acknowledges the souls and personhood of the enslaved and humanly trafficked because the spirit comes with intentionality to demolish rank. And the spirit steps over categories to free wounded souls. And lastly, Peter reveals that the spirit is inclusive. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter teaches the early followers that the spirit came to subvert the norm. To subvert means to turn the evil thing on its head to make the old the odd normal and the strange familiar in acts the spirit blows where it wills and it renews and awakens humanity by fiercely leveling the playing field with equitability now, beloved, I know that it may seem strange that I'm bringing up Pentecost during pride I know that many of us are afraid of this text because we've been taught to believe that the miracle at Pentecost was that they spoke in unknown tongues, also known as glossolalia. 
Such misinterpretations, if I dare, of this text by our evangelical siblings has been used to promote the idea that the ultimate sign of possessing God's spirit is that one can speak in an unknown language, thereby leaving the non-tongue speaker to think of their faith as somehow lacking. But that is wrong. I know we've been told to believe that the miracle at Pentecost was that they spoke in tongues, but that was not the true miracle. Acts doesn't show us a Holy Spirit that makes us say the unknown, but rather the Holy Spirit is that which empowers us to communicate with the unknown and to be in community with others by traversing human boundaries. In this text, we see the spirit burning the boundaries of language with multilingual speaking, enabling them to cross the cultural barriers of ethnicity, gender, nationality, and cultural opinion. This is what you call subversivism. And beloved, because this text is subversive, I, I'm not afraid to say that I believe that Pentecost is the queerest liturgical celebration on the Christian calendar. The season of Pentecost is a reminder that the indwelling of God's spirit manifests an eradication of the oppressive social categorizations that plague human existence. But in Pentecost, there is a queering of these categories. The coming of the Spirit equitably creates unity. However, this unification at work in Pentecost should never be seen as a type of uniformity or as a melting away of varying cultures because Acts states that everyone heard in their own language. This means that the Spirit of God unifies humanity while acknowledging the importance of cultural expression. This is the personification of queerness and the true miracle of Pentecost. Pentecost was about boundary crossing and boundary transgressing. It was about the Spirit drawing different peoples into community, communion, and intimacy across differences. Beloved friends, the establishment of the beloved community was one of the greatest miracles at the center of the Spirit's acts amongst the apostles at Pentecost. In the words of Yale professor and one of my favorite theologians, Willie James Jennings, he says that Pentecost teaches us that the spirit can move into the in-between spaces that marginalized people occupy. The spirit is that which empowers us to reach into those hard to get to spaces and bring healing and wholeness to the marginalized through border crossing. And likewise in this country and in Christendom, there are some borders that the Spirit is pushing us to cross and other borders that the Spirit this morning is calling upon us to demolish. 
And because it is pride, I might as well just say that one such boundary is heteronormativity, or you may call it homophobia and transphobia. You cannot claim to have the Holy Spirit and simultaneously uphold such horrific measures of human division as heterosexuality. You can possess the spirit as a heterosexual person, but you cannot possess the spirit and fight against the queer community, which is the Imago Dei at the same time. If you really have the spirit, it should push you to do the uncomfortable and communicate with and be in community with the other, the immigrant, the poor. And for this, this, this reason, the Spirit of God is calling upon the church universal to burn with Pentecost power. To burn with Pentecost to the point of transgression. But this transgressing cannot be done by flesh and blood alone. We need the Spirit. Beloved, Pentecost was a work of Spirit. The unity that takes place in Acts is not human-induced. None of the disciples in the upper room could have known the mother languages of Jews living in Asia, Egypt, and other places. But as Jennings suggests in his commentary on Acts, this event of Pentecost is possible because it is purely an act of the Spirit. This lets us know that the actual work of dismantling heteronormativity and creating community has to be done in the Spirit. The Spirit empowers us to speak. That's what happened in Acts. The Spirit empowered them to speak. I say speak because the miracle of Pentecost is less in the hearing and much more in the speaking of the Spirit through them. The disciples spoke in the tongues of others, not by their own design, but by the Spirit's design. And likewise, in our nation and world, we need more disciples of Christ to let the Spirit take control of their lips to speak up. We must speak up and let the Spirit flow to create true communion and total belonging where there are human barriers. We must open our mouths and allow the spirit to form new communities through shared speech. I say this because America needs the miracle of Pentecost this morning. There are many divisions amongst us that are leading to mass shootings and, and God wants us to unify ourselves in the spirit today. In our churches and in our societies, we need the spirit's ongoing revelation of intimate breakthrough to cleanse us of our old and evil patterns of relationally boundaried reality. The world needs God's untamed Holy Spirit to extend creative and imaginative challenges that disrupt the status quo. This, beloved, is what Pentecost represents. It represents the willingness of the Spirit to extend grace to all through us. And we who love God must accept this work, as you said earlier. 
This morning, I want you to accept this work while taking the spirit of pride and Pentecost with you. I say this because both pride and Pentecost are seasons that celebrate the transgression of boundaries to affirm all expressions of human identity. But sadly, the commercialization of pride has tempered the transgressiveness of pride, just as many evangelicals have tempered the subversive power of Pentecost with an obsession with glossolalia, but we must keep pride and the truth of Pentecost alive. The truth is, pride began like Pentecost as a transgression. It was a riot that was started with transgender women of color and several patrons of the Stonewall Inn who were being hauled away under false pretenses by the police because they transgressed gender norms. And the story and legend of Stonewall goes that while this was happening, that someone in the queer community over in the corner shouted out, don't just stand there, do something. And this is my word to you this morning. Live into the transgressiveness of Pentecost by doing something and saying something. And remember that doing something does not mean waving a rainbow flag or wearing a Queer Lives Matter shirt, chanting love is love. Instead, we must be empowered by the Spirit to vote. And For voting is how the spirit works through us and speaks through us. And we must also speak up and say something. Say something because queer and transgender persons' lives are in danger in Florida, in Texas, and many other states with these subliminal and hidden new legislations. We must speak up and do something, do something because guns are killing the innocent and legislators are siding with the organizations that line their pockets to secure their reelections. We need Pentecost, but Pentecost requires you to open your mouth, to speak spiritual words that will winnow away the chafe of sin to make us more loving more equitable, and more empathetic to all. So for this reason, we pray this prayer in conclusion. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Kindle us with the fire of your love and send us forth with your spirit so that we may join you as co-conspirators coordinating the different sounds of our cultures into a harmonious symphony of human existence with dissonance. This we pray through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Let all flesh say, Amen.